SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Looking back on it, I hope my legacy at Clemson is that I was a great teammate and a great person uh, overall, just more than football, more than how I played um, each game, it's just how I treated people. I want that to be the main thing that I'm known for, and I feel like over the last three years, um, that's the thing I've, I've kept as a priority, is just treating people well and, and being a good person, so I hope that that's my, my legacy when I when I leave here. And I've learned a lot from Coach Sweeney and just from, from all my coaches. Um, Really just Coach Streeter, offense coordinator Coach Elliott, um, all the position coaches, support staff, everyone has been so good to me and treated me like family since I've, since I've gotten here. And that faith aspect has really been the most important thing in my life. To all my teammates over the past three years, uh, it's been the most fun ride I've been on. I'll look back at these three years and have the best memories. Winning the national championship, winning a lot of games. There you go. Trevor Lawrence <laughs> sending out his uh, goodbye to Clemson fans on social media. Of course, it's 2021. Scott Wetzel sending in opposite picks uh, the debut of our new show here, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Hate to break it to you, brother, uh, but you know what? Your legacy at Clemson is going to be one of basically failure. And, that, and that's the truth. I, I get it. Uh, you won a national championship. You won one national championship in three years. That's it. And then that's that, nothing special. You know, listen, you won. I, I get that. But with all the hype, Deshaun Watson never, ever, ever got this kind of hype. He, he never, you know, was told he was the anointed one basically from day one. You know, Watson won one, you won one. At least Watson, when he didn't win, you know, he lost 45-40 in a, in a championship game in which he threw for 400 yards and four touchdowns. They did not win because of him, unlike this Clemson team, which you failed to show against Ohio State. That, that's the bottom line. You know, your legacy, you may be the greatest guy in the world. And then who cares about that? You know, your legacy is you were a, a I don't want to say failure because you didn't win one time. Your legacy was that you never lived up to expectations. Did you win a, a, a national championship your freshman year? No. Did you win a national championship your senior year? No. Did you win the Heisman Trophy? No. Uh, you know, you finished second in the Heisman Trophy for, for that matter. Uh, did you embarrass yourself and then one of these uh, playoff games? Yes, this year. So you, you know what? It, it's not one of uh, greatness for the Clemson football fan who doesn't walk down the street and see you and say hi every day, Monday through Friday. You know, the Clemson football fan that's uh, from afar and wonders what the fudge happened. I mean, we had the greatest thing since sliced bread. We had the anointed one, the chosen one, yet somehow or another, uh, we won one national championship before you skirt out of town. I mean, so that it's a one of failure. It, it's basically one of failure at Clemson. That's what it is when everything is said and done. You know, whether you want to hear that or whether you think the pressure is too much or whether the scrutiny of winning more than one isn't fair. You know what? We've been told from day one about how great this guy was, and he is. It seems like he's a good kid. Uh, it's not about his personality. It's about what did he do on the field. I don't care how great a teammate he is. This is football. This is not baseball when you live it every single day or basketball or even hockey. Football, it's what do you do, in the case of college, on Saturdays. And on Saturdays, you didn't get it done. You just didn't. You only won one national championship. With all that talent, 
that Clemson had. You know, there are a number, a number of quarterbacks that would have won one national championship. But that's how, and I hate this little thing that we have with the MVP. You know, what would have happened if he's not on the team? You know, where would the Packers be without Aaron Rodgers? Where would this guy be? You know, where would this team be without this guy? Uh, but, but I will throw that out there. Where, you know, where would Clemson be without Trevor Lawrence? You know what? They'd probably have one national championship in, in, in the three years that he was vying for one. As long as they had a halfway decent quarterback. So did he, uh, you know, uh, give Clemson any more success than what they would have had with Sam Darnold as quarterback or with, uh, you know, anyone else? No. You know, I'm telling you right now, uh, my my guy Tebow, uh, Tim Tebow would have more than one national championship. I'm telling you that right now. Three years with that Clemson team, there's no way in the world Timmy T, our next president, uh, that's going to unite the country, uh, is uh, would have only one national championship. No way. So you know what? It, it's a legacy of failure, of disappointment, and not that uh, it's any shame to be compared to Sean Watson, but. Again, Watson wasn't, uh, you know, labeled the chosen one like you were. So you failed. You know, you got one national championship and you got embarrassed, you know, really twice. You know, the LSU blew you out, uh, you know, last year. And then one year, that uh, you know, it's a crazy year. I get all that stuff. But this past season was just, uh, you know, losing my 20 plus points to Ohio State in a game that you really, you know, outside of Clemson being Clemson. If that was Notre Dame versus Ohio State, as it kind of was. You know, because people talk about how Notre Dame was non-competitive against, uh, you know, uh, Notre Dame against Alabama. Well, you know, similar loss. You know, the people expected Clemson to make this run, and they really never did. So, to me, two awful losses in championship playoff games versus the one national championship. So, that's what it is. Deal with it. And if you can't deal with it, this is my biggest knock about Trevor. You know, he's a little bit of a cupcake to me. He's a little soft. You know, he's got to get some uh, some meat and potatoes on him. He's got to get a little toughness there. He's had a very good at Clemson. You know, people telling him he's the greatest thing in the world and beating up on the god-awful ACC. You know, go to a real conference. Go to the Big 12. Go to the SEC. How well would he have done? I don't, you know, probably okay. But, you know, would he? They, would, would Clemson have been as dominant? No, I, I don't think so. I really don't. So he had a, he's had a very nice at Clemson. You know, all this talk about him being afraid to go to the New York Jets. Now, I never heard that from his mouth. But, you know, where, where there's smoke, there's fire. And if you're afraid to go to the number one market in the country, no matter how bad and, and uh, dopey the Jets may be, it's still, you know, the NFL one. It's two, the uh, NFL's number one market in New York. You, know, you could be the face of the franchise for right away. You could take over that team. You, hell, you could take over New York. I mean, even with the New York Giants, who, you know, Saquon Barkley is probably the biggest name that the Giants have. No one cares about Daniel Jones. He stinks. So you could take over, you know, New York and New Jersey, number one market. And yet the word was that he was kind of afraid of that. And he might not come out if the Jets have the number one overall pick. And they wanted to blame it on the Jets organization, be the stumbling, bumbling Jets. But you know what? That That's a bad little message that you're sending that I, I can't handle the pressure of New York. Well, he's got it perfect now. He can go to the, into obscurity, you know, with Jacksonville. Uh, and no doubt be somewhat successful there. But that's he's got to get a little toughness there. So sending out a little video on social media, uh, it's all cute. You know what? If you like Clemson that much, uh, Trevor, then why don't you stay another year? And, then, you know, that that's the bottom line. Why don't you put in your little social message how, you know, you, you want to go to the NFL, you want to get paid millions of dollars, and, and you're sick of playing football not getting paid, and you don't want to make the risks of, uh, you know, blowing out your knee or your shoulder or concussions or whatever the case may be. You know, and I'd be fine with that. You know, if the player says that I'm going to go pro because I'm afraid that, uh, you know, my season, my career is going to end, you know, I'm fine. Knock yourself out. 
But uh, to sit there for literally, what was it, 10, 15 minutes, uh, whatever, it was a long message. Just talking about how great Clemson was and this and that and the fans. Well, stay another year then, you know? Uh, the NFL, the college football said you you only played three years anyway. So college football, even if you were a senior, said you could play another year. Uh, but you have at least one more year of eligibility depending on what happens next year. Could have stayed another year. Didn't want to do it. So uh, stop all the nonsense about great Clemson was. All right, uh, Chase Young. Listen, uh, speaking of rookies and, and uh, you know saying things, I don't have any problem with Tom, saying Tom Brady. Tom Brady. You know, uh, if you think the and he had to uh, you know try and downplay it yesterday, and to his credit, he didn't. He was running off the football field Sunday night after the beat the Eagles. He's all excited, right? The Redskins, uh, the potatoes, as we call them, uh, the Redskin potatoes. Uh, you know, they just clinched the playoff spot, won the uh, the NFC East. He's running off the field into the locker room. He's not yelling at players, and he's just running off the field. I don't know if he knew if cameras were there or not, uh, but he said, Tom Brady, Tom Brady, I'm coming. I want Tom. I want Tom. All right, big stinking deal, right? You know, because there are microphones all over the place. They catch that. And now they want to throw it in the kid's face about, oh, you're asking for Tom Brady. He's just excited. You know, no big deal. If you think that Tom Brady, you know, six Super Bowl champ, you know, the greatest quarterback probably of all time, if you think he needs Chase Young saying, I want Tom Brady to get him more prepared uh, and more incentive to want to win this football game, you're going to think yourself. You know what? I-, I give the kid a lot of credit. I do for not backing down and saying, you know what? All right, uh, 844-843-6879. Opposite SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Now, you know what? Honestly, I have played um, the last four seasons in a row as if it was my last. So as I sit here right now, my approach is very much the same. Mike Triplett, Drew, have you already privately made a decision on whether this is your last season? I've made a decision about being the best I can be this week so we can go win this game so we can keep playing. <laughs> uh, also, when you talk about how good the replacement is. Uh, 25 minutes past the hour. Scott Wetzel sitting in, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Opposite pick. As uh, we welcome in uh, Sirius XM to the fold, joining us uh, here on the morning show as they do now at Sports Street Radio. It's a beautiful thing. Those are the words of uh, quarterback Drew Brees, who uh, also offered up comments saying that uh, he came back this year uh, not because of him. He came back for the city and the organization. So he felt compelled to bring the Saints a, a Super Bowl, obviously, championship, right? Another one. So here's my question for Drew Brees, though. And he made that, you know, pretty clear later on in the press conference yesterday. Here's my question. What if the Saints say they don't want him? You know, if he's telling us that he came back not because of him to win another Super Bowl, because he felt compelled that he wanted to bring the Saints another Super Bowl championship, what if the Saints go to him and say, we don't want you? Ah, uh, Scott's never going to do that. Well, you know, not don't 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 jump to that conclusion. 
You know, they just re-signed Taysom Hill to a ridiculous contract as a backup. You know, they, they've been, you know, uh, trying to get him as, as much playing time as possible. They want to pass the torch. It's almost like they feel compelled. I mean, how are you going to say? I mean, I know the Patriots did it with Tom Brady. They said, you know, basically get the fudge out. Uh, but the Saints, you know, have a little bit more, you know, uh, sympathy, I suppose, for, for Drew Brees. And, and, you know, they almost feel compelled to play Drew because he's on a team. They got Jameis Winston on the team. You know, they signed a one-year contract. You know, they could go that route. They could go, especially if the Saints fail. Uh, you know, clearly, if they win a Super Bowl, then it looks like he'd retire. But let's just say they fail. And the Saints go, listen, uh, Drew, we, we tried. We tried, and we tried, and we tried, and we tried. And you're, you're not getting any better. Obviously, you're getting older. You can't throw the football 15 yards down the field. If we wanted that, we'd go get two attacks from the Dolphins. So what if the Saints go to him and say, you know, thanks, but no thanks anymore? He does have a year left on his contract. So does Drew Brees hang them up? Or does another team get involved and say, hey, listen, Seems like you have some uh, some life left in, in those old bones. And we ran one old quarterback out of town. And how'd that work out for us? Uh, we finished 7-9. and nine. We think we have a championship-caliber team. We got a number of guys coming back that opted out with the COVID. Uh, we're not ready to really hand the torch over to the Dolphins or Buffalo Bills. How about if the New England Patriots called up Sean Payton? Uh, and Sean Payton and Bill Belichick, they're boys. They're both disciples from uh, Bill Parcells. Uh, so they no doubt obviously know each other and I would assume like each other. And maybe one guy throws another guy a bone. If you're Drew Brees, you're not going to go to the Jacksonville Jaguars, obviously. You want to go to a team. Okay, you know what? Instead of hanging them up and going home and hanging with the old lady and getting, you know, be bad, you know, uh, badgered and, and bugged 24 7 like uh, Wetzel on the radio. Well, yeah, you know, maybe I'll go to the Patriots. Why not? You know, if it's only going to cost New, uh, New Orleans, uh, you know, a fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh round, whatever draft choice. I got one more year left. I think I can win one more Super Bowl. It's not in the same division. It's not in the same conference. It's not the craziest notion in the world. It really isn't. Uh, you know, it, it's not the craziest thing to think Breeze, you know, I'm sure win or lose is going to say, you know, give me a couple of weeks. Let me figure out if I want to play again. And, and if the Saints do say, listen, Drew, you know, we really want to give all this playing time to taste them. So. Uh, and maybe re-sign Jameis. So you know, really don't worry about leaving us. We we don't, you know, I hate to break it to you, but we really don't need you anymore. Um, it wouldn't be crazy. Uh, I got to see, because the, the Patriots aren't bringing back Cam Newton, right? Uh, they're, they're not going with Jared Stidham. Clearly, they got to go get themselves a quarterback. They, you know, I don't believe Belichick's going to draft a guy and start really from rock bottom. I, I just don't believe that at all. He's going to go get himself a veteran quarterback. Whether it's Jameis Winston, whether it's Mitch Trubisky, who's going to be a free agent, uh, you know, whether it's, uh, you know, trading for a guy, you know, i.e. Drew Brees, uh, he's got to bring a veteran in there. I, I just firmly believe that. So it's not, I, I know on the surface it sounds crazy, but Patriot fans, where are you going to go for your quarterback situation? Where, oh, where, uh, oh, where? That, that's the question. All right, 844-843-6879. The other thing is, uh, you know, with, with Sean Payton, I, I do love his enthusiasm. Uh, I'm not sure if the, if the elevator, as the saying goes, all the way to the top. But, you know, in the same breath, I'm sure you're saying, well, there's no way they trade Drew Brees. Well, uh, you know, the same guy that you think won't trade Drew Brees yesterday said he wants to put 50,000 fans uh, in the Superdome for the uh, Saints playoff game against the Bears as he's talking to the media. And while everyone thought he was kind of joking, he wasn't joking. Uh, he wants to. His suggestion was put 50,000 fans in quarantine 
have them take the COVID test. You know, they, forget about people. I guess New Orleans people don't have jobs, you know. Uh, you know, and I don't know who would be paying for the hotels and the food and everything. I guess those people, I, I, I guess everyone down in the world is rich. Uh, they don't have jobs, but they're rich. They, they can go to a hotel. They can be quarantined for a couple of days leading up until their playoff game. Uh, and somehow or another, he thinks that's going to clear 50,000 people, make sure that they're perfectly healthy. And then I don't know how they're going to get from the hotel to the Superdome, because it seems to me you're going to have to get on a bus. You're going to have to get in cars. You're going to have to walk on streets. You're going to have to open doors. So all that testing and quarantine can go right out the window. But that, that's his grand plan. You test 50,000 people, quarantine them in a hotel, uh, and then send them off to the Superdome for their playoff game against the Bears Sunday. Okay. And by the way, this is Thursday. So, you know, this is all going to happen, I guess, today. You know, you got to quarantine for at least a couple of days, right? I, and he was serious. So don't tell me that same guy isn't capable of trading Drew Brees. Uh, listen, if you need 50,000 fans, coach, to beat the Chicago Bears, you know, you as a double-digit win team with a Hall of Fame quarterback, if you need 50,000 fans this week, you want to talk about next week or the following week, if you have another home playoff game, uh, in two weeks, you definitely will next week. If you want, if, if you need 50,000 fans to beat Mitch Trubisky and the 8-8 eight eight Chicago Bears, then, you, you know, you're in a lot of trouble. You, you're really, you know, the same team that got, uh, you know, life on the line got uh, blasted by the Chicago, by the Green Bay Packers, losing by two touchdowns. If you need 50,000, if you want to risk the health of 50,000 people, not to mention all those uh, folks' families and everything, because you need that uh, moral support, fan support, whatever the case may be, boy, that that's uh, uh, that that tells a lot about your football team and then thoughts about them actually winning, uh, you know, the the NFL Super Bowl. We do have our top 10 dream team. Uh, we'll get to that in a second. And uh, we got some news from the Four Letter Network that'll make you gag. Speaking of the Patriots, but uh, let me hit some phones here. 844-843-6879. We'll start with our good buddy who opened up our previous show. Uh, you know, so, so uh, it seems appropriate, I suppose, that he should open up uh, the uh, debut of Opposite Picks. Johnny in Manhattan. What's up, John? How are you today, my friend? I think it's lost time. the other. All right. No, John. Um, no problem. I will right, we'll get to the phones here in a little bit. Just some, some technical difficulties, I suppose. Uh, or that or he just hung up. No, no problem. Uh, here's the deal from, uh, from uh, the four-letter network pertaining to the Patriots. And not really the Patriots, but Patriots quarterback, uh, you know, Cam Newton. You know, pretty much to consensus, he's not going back to New England, right? That was disastrous. He he threw for eight touchdowns and 10 interceptions. Uh, you know, he ran for a few uh, touchdowns. He threw for 2,600 yards, which is, you know, considering he played in, in 15 of the 16 games, that, that, that that's pretty bad. You know, that, that is at the rock bottom. Of all quarterbacks that played as many as 14, 15 games, he is rock bottom in passing yards and touchdown passes, right? And he was awful. If you watch five minutes of a Patriots game this year, you knew Cam, whether he, he's done or whether he, you know, needed a year to recover from his uh, rehab or whatever the case may be, he was brutal, right? Uh, so the Patriots have shown in, no interest in bringing him back. And, uh, you know, Adam Schefter, who's usually on target. But again, I've told you, the, these guys, they're force-fed information from agents. That, that's how they get 99% of their information, right? 
He sent out a tweet, sent out a story yesterday saying that he expects Cam Newton to sign a contract, a two-year deal between 40 and $50 million, which includes incentives. And it's like, are you freaking kidding me? There is no way in the world. I mean, just no way in the world. A team is handing Cam Newton, even with incentives, 40 to $50 million. See, this is what happens, you know, when uh, you're not uh, given information by agents, when you're told to come up with something. We need some stories here. We get the lull here before the playoffs. You would have to be as blind as a bat. Uh, you would have to take out absolutely no game film whatsoever on Cam, on, uh, on Cam Newton this year to think a team was going to offer him up a 40 to $50 million contract. No way. I mean, listen, he got league minimum last year. What is the difference between this year and last year? Did he prove himself? Of course not. Uh, again, he was awful this year. If anything, he'd be he'd be getting less, but you can't go any lower than what he got. He got league minimum, for goodness sakes. You think a team, this is your inside sources? Really, four-letter network? I'll eat my hat. I will eat my favorite expression here, right? Well, I will eat my hat if some team, if some bird brain, if some GM desperate for making some news is going to offer up a 40 to $50 million two-year contract to Cam Newton. No way. No way. I know the going rate for quarterbacks uh, is up there. I, I get that. But, you know, that that's idiotic. No. All right, sportsgrid.com betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24 7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering real-time odds predictive betting models expert picks and more want the edge then get on the grid sportsgrid.com On this Thursday morning, with your truly Scott the program takes you right up until 7 a.m. Eastern time. Poll question is out. Always like to have a popcorn radio poll question uh, if you're new to the program. Uh, yesterday we had the question: uh, best clubs to uh, go to if you're, uh, you know, if, if I was thinking about Urban Meyer, but really anybody. If you had your pick of the litter, six NFL teams have head coaching openings. Which, in the end, really, I mean, unless, the, again, Matt Nagy is the only one I think that may get fired if the Bears get, uh, you know, splattered this weekend by the Saints. I, I could still see him being fired. I could. Uh, but other than that, I would think the other coaches are secure. And if someone was going to get fired at this point, I, I would think it would have happened by now. So we're probably going to end up with only six. I mean, you knew three going in because of the interim labels. Uh, and then really only three others uh, with the Jets, Jags, and company being in, uh, in the Chargers. So the poll question yesterday. What's the best club to go to if uh, you had your choice? And uh, Chargers with uh, Justin Herbert uh, leading the way, 63% of the vote. Uh, Jaguars, uh, who had the number one overall pick, i.e. able to get Trevor Lawrence, got 19% of the vote. Uh, Houston with Deshaun Watson, which you would think would be a pretty good spot, right? Uh, got only 15% of the vote, and then uh, 1% went to other, which I think we had uh, one or two people said the Jets. So uh, yesterday, Herbert and company, little surprise. Personally, 
I, I think it's Jacksonville, but I'm an East Coast guy. You know, I, I'm sure if you live on the West Coast and you, you watch Justin Herbert and, and uh, you know, you love L.A., maybe it would be a West Coast thing. But, you know, I'm an East Coast guy, and I love the fact that I think you can, you know, put your fingerprints on Jacksonville a little bit more than you can the Chargers, who did have some success, not a lot, but some success in the four years with Anthony Lynn. There might be some people upset that he got fired. Um, you know, the Jaguars, I, if I'm going to take over, I don't mind starting from absolute scratch. And you were starting with absolute scratch. They got a ton of draft choices, including the number one overall. You could really put your imprint on uh, Jacksonville. So I think that one is probably the best. If you wanted to win the quickest, I would think Houston with the Sean Watson. Uh, that, that team isn't, I won't say it's loaded, but, you know, that, that team is pretty darn good. They, they got some weapons. They, they, they really do. They, they should not have been a 411 or uh, 4-12 football team. So that's the one that if I said, all right, I'm going to give myself three years here, then uh, that's where I would go. So anyway, uh, Herbert wins yesterday's poll question. Today's poll question, why not? Uh, best part of having Mr. Vegas back on uh, Sirius XM Channel 204 is uh, we got uh, four you know, possibilities. Family stories, as we always like to do. Our opposite pick segment, which we will do today later on. Uh, in the uh, show, uh, the free winners that we hand out, and then the proverbial others. So go ahead and uh, get your vote in, and we'll update that a couple of times before we are through. Uh, check out your Opposite Picks feed. All right, a couple of other football notes uh, from fellow Dolphin fans. Offensive coordinator Chan Gailey resigned. You know, listen, uh, he's, he's old. I, I get that. He's been there before. Um, I, I get all that. It, it does seem a little weird, though, you know? Um, I don't know if I, how I feel about it. It's it's not like he brought Tua to, to great levels this past year. Did they rip him? Uh, did he not get along with Brian Flores? Did he not think he could win with Tua? Did he realize, uh, you know, after one year back, after being off two, three years, he came back this past season that it wasn't for him anymore? He doesn't uh, want the grind. It wasn't the COVID situation. He's a little bit older. He doesn't want to deal with that nonsense. Uh, all I do know is after watching the season-ending press conference from head coach Brian Flores and GM Chris Greer on Tuesday, I guess it was, uh, they gave no in indication, no inclination at all that they were going to be making changes. Uh, they, they basically, they said as long as they're not losing anybody, you know, you could go to another team and get a better job, that they expected their own words to have everyone come back. So. I don't know if this blindsided them. I don't know if they kind of knew this and they didn't want to say anything. You know, they didn't want to speak for Chan. Uh, maybe, maybe that was it. I, you know, but it does seem kind of weird, right? I mean, they've had some success. Uh, they got a quarterback. You think that he would take it as a challenge? Uh, they have, you know, a pretty good football team. You know, this year you would think they're only going to get better. I, I don't know. That, that, that's a little weird. I'd be curious to see. And, and as a Dolphin fan, I'm not sure how I feel about it. You know, they were pretty good, right? I mean. Their offense wasn't, at least not when Tua was in there, but when Ryan Fitzpatrick, uh, Fitzpatrick was in there, they were a pretty good offense. So I, I don't think it would be the Dolphins kind of secretly kicking him out. I, I wouldn't think so. And then he's just going to label it as I'm resigning. But that's a little little strange to find out today. You know, why wouldn't he have made this announcement after the game, right? Why wouldn't he have gone to, you know, Flores and then Greer and said, listen, I, I'm out. Did he decide from the end of the season until now? I find it hard to believe, you know, and you, you know, in any walk of life decision, you, you don't know it overnight. You realize it slowly, but slowly it builds up and it builds up and it builds up. So that's just, there's gotta be a little more to the story that meets the eye. Good news for saints fans. 
uh, or excuse me, uh, Seahawks fans, as Jamal Adams says, he is playing. You know, I, I, I tell you, these players, they, they don't, in a lot of ways, it's kind of, uh, you know, a mark of their, uh, you know, competitiveness that they can't hold back. You know, Seattle, uh, Pete Carroll earlier in the week said, well, he's not sure if safety Jamal Adams is going to play. You know, he said after the game against uh, the closeout, the regular season, who, who they beat, whoever it was, uh, said, yep, he's absolutely playing. Right. No, no big deal. OK. Um, and then, you know, Pete said, well, you know, on Tuesday, I don't know if he is playing or not. His his bum shoulder there is a little sore. Or we're really not going to know. And man, legitimately, Pete was saying it's going to be a game time decision. I don't know what his left shoulder injury. OK. Uh, so then a day later, Adams comes out and says, no, 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 no. No question in my mind, quoting, I am playing, man. Look, as long as these legs are moving, man, as long as my faith is with the man upstairs, which is very strong, I'm going to be out there. So any kind of, uh, you know, are the Rams game plan moves going to be any different with or without Jamal Adams? Maybe. You know what? Maybe he's that good. Uh, but, you know, any kind of doubt that Pete wanted to put in the Rams' eyes about whether their best defensive player by far is going to be playing or not, uh, Adams just threw it right out the window. Nope, I, I can't stand people thinking that I might not play. Can't do it. I can't bite my tongue. I know I'm going to play. Pete, you know I'm going to play. Uh, most Saint, or most uh, Seahawks fans think I'm going to play. Uh, but the Rams really don't. But, you, you know what, I, I just can't bite my tongue. I just can't. I'm, I'm playing. I'm going on social media. I'm telling the world I'm going to be out there. So any kind of drama. Now we'll see if Jared Goff and company follow up on that. Maybe maybe Goff says the same thing, right? You know, okay, I'm playing then. Jamal, if you're playing, if you're telling the world uh, that you're uh, going to be playing, then I'm going to tell the world I'm going to be playing. I still don't, as we talked about yesterday, I still don't understand how Jared Goff with a busted thumb on his throwing hand, you know, that had to have surgery, is going to be able to play, uh, you know, less than literally two weeks later. Uh, I don't know if the surgery was, you know, a, a, a na- even a nail, right? Even if he, if he tore his nail off, uh, which would be just gruesome, right? Um, even even something as supposedly simple as that, how would you be able to come back two weeks later on your throwing hand and be able to throw the football? I, I, I just don't know how he's going to do it. I got to see that to believe it. Uh, we've seen some crazy things occur, but you bust your thumb on your throwing hand that requires surgery, then, uh, you know, and you're able to play less than two weeks later. Right? That, that is amazing to me. All right, our top 10 dream team as we uh, get ready for the postseason. And uh, we'll, we'll put a lid on 2020 um, here in a, a sec as well with some of our postseason awards. But thinking about it, here's the top 10 matchups that uh, I think it's NBC. I got to double check on who's doing the Super Bowl. But uh, this would be your top 10 in reverse order of who they would want the network folks uh, to do the Super Bowl. Tennessee, number 10 would be Tennessee versus Seattle. I think you could sell that. I, I actually would enjoy that, to tell you the truth. Uh, I, I like that Tennessee team. They can throw the football. They can run the football. Uh, obviously, 2,000-yard runner and Derrick Henry. It's a fresh face. Um, you know, it's not the same old, same old, you know, with uh, Brady and Green Bay and in Kansas City and the Saints to, you know, and, and to a lesser extent, Baltimore. You know, it, it, Tennessee would be a fresh face to the party. I, I would get that. Uh, we have the, the old vet team in Seattle with Russell Wilson. So it would be Tennessee versus Wilson. I think that would be actually sellable. So that, that would be number 10 on the list of top 10. You know, if the, the networks had their, uh, you know, uh, choices in the matter for the Super Bowl. Number nine would be Tennessee versus uh, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay. 
And I know most of America is probably sick and tired of Tom Brady, but it's not Tom Brady with the Patriots. It's Tom Brady with Tampa Bay. You know, Bruce Arians would be a lot of fun. You know, the two weeks leading up to the Super Bowl, no doubt he would be saying some dopey, crazy things. Uh, you got Mike Vrabel, the former Patriot, the head coach of Tennessee, going up against Brady, his former teammate. Uh, that would bring a little intrigue. Um, you know, uh, that, that would be sellable as, as well. Uh, number eight, I think, would be Baltimore versus Seattle. I, I think with Lamar Jackson there, uh, you know, MVP, I, I, you could definitely sell that. You know, and Baltimore getting to the Super Bowl, that's the key. I think there's some doubts about Baltimore this year. I don't think we perceive them to be as good as they were last year or maybe even two years ago, to tell you the truth. Their, their defense has come back to the pack a little bit. Uh, you know, more questions about Lamar being able to throw the football. I think defenses have done a better job, even though he's running for 1,000 yards. Uh, believe it or not, it, it, as crazy as this may sound, I think they did a better job this year against Lamar, but it's still Lamar Jackson, uh, still a fresh face to the party. Good guy, easy to root for. Um, you know, so he brings something to the table. And then you got Seattle, you got the vet, you got Pete Carroll, you got John Harbaugh, that would be some fun. You know, and Russell Wilson obviously brings a lot of fannies to the table. So. That would that you know that they could definitely live with that absolutely. Uh, Baltimore, Tampa Bay. I, I you know I, I hemmed on hard on on Seattle and Tampa Bay. Which one would be first? Uh, I put Tampa Bay first just because it is Brady. But um, you know Baltimore and, and Brady they faced each other a number of times. You know uh, Baltimore has his number a little bit. Uh, but again, this is Tampa Bay, not New England. But uh, that would be a very very good matchup. The only downside to that would be its two East Coast teams. And the one thing that Seattle brings that these other teams don't is they're the lone West Coast team. And, you know, if you're a network folk, you want to bring that West Coast audience as much as possible into the equation, right? But I'll, I'll still go with Tampa Bay and Baltimore as the uh, seventh best choice. Uh, next up, number five, Baltimore versus Green Bay. Uh, I am going to put Aaron Rodgers in this case above Tampa Bay just because we've seen Brady versus Baltimore. And in Green Bay, a little further west, here, you bring the central folks into the time zone here. Um, you know, Baltimore and, and Lamar versus, you know, passing the torch a little bit, Aaron Rodgers to, to uh, um, you know, uh, to, to uh, Lamar Jackson. And Rodgers, you know, is he going to get a second Super Bowl? Is he going to join that company? That's the one knock on him, obviously. He only has the one. So they they would be number six on the list. Five would be Kansas City versus any other NFC team that we're about to mention. Bears, Rams, Washington, you name it. Kansas City versus any of those teams would be their fifth choice. Fourth, Kansas City versus New Orleans. Uh, again, same thing, kind of passing of the torch. It's it's uh, last gas for Drew Brees. It's the Saints, the national team. God, they're on national TV every other week, literally. Uh, and, and obviously, it's Pat Mahomes. Three would be Kansas City versus uh, Seattle. Um, that would be a big one. And that that's uh, I was close to putting that with number one. I, I settled it on number three. You get Mahomes, obviously. You get the, you know Russell Wilson. You get Pete Carroll. You get Andy Reid. Uh, two coaches that are pretty funny at the podium. Um, they would be, you know, Kansas City, Seattle. Would, wouldn't be a bad third choice. It really, you know, really. Well, we got two spots left. If it's not Kansas City, Seattle, then two spots left. Find out how that works. Thank you. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. On this Thursday morning, taking you right up until 7 a.m. Pacific time. And yes, we will be doing opposite picks every single day. How about that? And you talk about coming back with a bang. Uh, you know, we normally limit it to, to once a week, but you know what? We're going to give it a crack uh, Monday through Friday. Why not? It'll be in the second hour. We're going to do it the same time every day, bar anything unforeseen. But generally, it'll be uh, it's uh, 640 Eastern time, and I'll give uh, seven plays uh, on college basketball and uh, NBA games for the most part. We got some, uh, you know, NFL games on Fridays. I could do the NFL picks as well. But, yep, uh, and if you haven't heard opposite picks, then, uh, uh, my friends, if I do say so myself, uh, you're in for a little treat. So that'll be coming up uh, next hour. Our poll question, best part of having Mr. Vegas, yours truly back on the three-letter network, Channel 204, is so far early on, posted about a half hour ago, uh, family stories. It, it isn't amazing. You know, it's not sports. It's certainly not politics. Uh, and not that I'm afraid of talking politics, but I'm not going to get into what happened yesterday. I will tell you that. Uh, you know, maybe I'm getting older, but you, you can't win. You, you, you just can't win. I don't know when it's okay to protest and when it's not okay to protest. Because for the last six months, you know, seven months, eight months, we've had nothing but protests, cities being burned down, cars being burned down, people being shot. Uh, you know, the city's being taken over. That that seemingly was okay, but then yesterday it's not okay. I, I don't know. I don't know what side of the aisle you, you reside on, but it, it's just you, you can't win. If you say things like all lives matter, then you're a bad person. I I, I don't know. So I, I just, you know what? I'll leave others to the, the, that stuff. I'll, I'll do my opposite fix. All right, the top two dream team Super Bowl matchup. That is coming up next. Opposite picks as well. Opposite picks with truly Scott Weather. What is the winning edge? It's sports news you can use. And you can only get it right here. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 